If we were to take an informal survey, going from house to house or uh, from town to town perhaps, and asked uh, what is the meaning of perfection or what, uh, what would be the measure of perfection, we might get all sorts of answers. Uh, we might get, uh, depending on uh, if they're parents or not, we might get perfection would be my, my child bringing home straight A's or having a 4.0 or, or even better, which I, I will admit I didn't think was possible, but uh, because of advanced placement classes, education is always changing. But uh, if you talk, ask somebody who's into sports, they might say, uh, or bowling, uh, bowling a 300, or uh, pitching a perfect game, or uh, having, uh, in football, having uh, uh, scoring uh, yourself, but, but not allowing the other team to score, all those things. You might get uh, a career person who says uh, to be at the pinnacle of one's career, to have, uh, to be at the top, that's perfection. And all these things, all these different ways of being perfect, of health, having wealth or fame or, or fortune, all those things, that's not how the church defines perfect. That's not how, not how Jesus would define perfect. If we strive, strove to live this, especially this last verse out, be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect, it would give us all ulcers. It's not possible to be perfect as God is perfect because God is perfect. He's absolutely simple, as St. Thomas Aquinas would tell us. He's complete and perfect in his being. He's perfect in, in all ways, morally perfect and, and, and other. But... St. Matthew is not recording Jesus to telling us to be, well, we should be striving for a life of, of being free from sin, but perfection lies somewhere else. In fact, the word for perfection or perfect in, in today's gospel reading is more, more closely related to being complete than to being uh, flawless, as so often we might define perfect. The uh, best image I can come up with is I have a mechanical clock ever since uh, daylight savings time. It's been losing about a minute a, a day or two. It's not a very good clock. I need to get it uh, probably repaired and adjusted. It's not a perfect clock because it doesn't work the way it's supposed to. But on the other hand, literally, my watch is, is pretty accurate. It keeps time within a matter of maybe a second throughout the year that it loses. The watch is a more perfect timepiece than my mechanical clock. Or another example, it's a weird one, but a glass hammer, you can use it exactly once to pound a nail and you're not going to get the nail very far. It's not a very good hammer, it has the look of a hammer, it might even look shiny and it might, might look absolutely flawless, perfect, but it is not perfect when you try to use it. You want a, a nice steel hammer. You want something that has a little weight to it that's going to be able to hold up against the nail. That's what makes the hammer perfect because it is fulfilling what is supposed to fulfill. The word for perfect in the end is literally to fulfill one's end. And so if we look at that, how did God create us? What is our end? 
even then we might say, well, academics are part of it, or sports is part of it, or, or having providing for family is part of it, but that's not the fullness of who we are called to be as human beings. We are called to be sons and daughters of our God. In fact, this verse calls us to that, as your Heavenly Father is perfect. Elsewhere in the scriptures, and we heard one of those today in our first reading, Moses telling us to be holy as God is holy. St. Peter re-records that in his letter, to be holy as God is holy. And St. Luke, in, in this portion, changes the word perfect to merciful. So holiness, mercy, perfection, love, are all part of what it means to be who we are created to be. And we hear in that second reading that we are holy. We are dwelling places of the Holy Spirit. He's, he's not just talking about the church, us as united members, worshiping God and holy, but each one of us are holy. Each one of us is a dwelling of the Holy Spirit, or ought to be anyway. As I say that, I'm especially aware that this morning, uh, many of our, uh, a few of our parishioners will be confirmed in, uh, at St. John Cancius, and how they are to receive the fullness of the Holy Spirit, the gift of the Holy Spirit this day with all his gifts. We are called to be holy, and holiness is love. In fact, as I already said, one of the, uh, one of the other themes that is common uh, that, that I can't say is the, the whole idea of peace. In the Old Testament, peace is a word, shalom. And shalom doesn't mean just uh, uh, absence of war, but rather when all things work together. Again, back to the clock. It doesn't have shalom because it's not working the way it's supposed to. But we ought to. This peace means forgiveness, too. And don't we hear that? We hear Jesus is starting out, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. And as I say that, I'm reminded that Gandhi reminded us that an eye for an eye and tooth for, the, for a tooth makes a whole world blind and toothless. There's a truth there. But Jesus telling us to go beyond, to go that extra mile, to turn the other cheek. And now this, this is hard to do. And as one who's had to do it a, a number of times, it, it is very hard to do. But Jesus would remind us we only have two cheeks, too. And sometimes when we go that extra mile, when we turn, that, turn our right cheek, what we do is we say, you're taking advantage of me, and we call them to task, we call them to conversion. It's a lot better, though, than, uh, than if we would hit them over the head or, 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 or just say, you know, I, whatever word we want to say, uh, that I'm not going to do this for you because it calls them to conversion. And I think then, in the end, that's what it's to be. We're called to love. St. Matthew records Jesus to tell us to love our neighbor and hate our enemies, or to love our, love our enemies, that it was said in the past, love your, love your neighbor and hate your enemies. Love is what we are called to do because God is love. And St. John reminds us of that time and time and time again. God is love. I deeply believe that when we stand before God in, uh, at the end of time and the end of our lives, he's not going to ask us, did we too love too much? Did we forgive too much? Were we too merciful? In fact, I'm willing to bet that he's, not really, but yeah, <laughs> I'm willing to stake my soul maybe, uh, that God is going to not 
condemn us for being too loving, forgiving. Because in the end, we cannot be too loving, too forgiving, because God is loving, forgiving. Sometimes I have to admit in my life, when I, when I uh, find myself having committed a sin, I'm, I ask God, you know, why do you, why do you keep forgiving me? Why, why do you keep loving me? And that is just simply who he is. And if that's who he is, then I need to be loving. I need to be forgiving. I need to be more merciful. Because in the end, I can't be too much. I do believe, though, when we stand before God, he's going to ask us, why did you hold on to that so long? Why did it take you so long to forgive? Again, as we, we've heard lately, you know, this forgiveness is letting it go and saying, I choose not to carry it. I've said it before, and it's something that, that uh, ever since I've read it, it, it struck me that in heaven there is no one was any unforgiveness in his or her, her heart. Not one person has any unforgiveness. But there may be in heaven people that are unforgiven, people that, for whatever reason or another, somebody holds something against them. That doesn't shut them out of the kingdom of heaven. It shuts the person who holds on to that unforgiveness out. Let us not be the ones who are shut out of the kingdom. Let us love one another and maybe risk loving too much, forgiving too much, being merciful too much, seeking peace with all too much. As we gather this day, we call to mind that we are called by God to be his children, all of us, and not just us, but, but all people. There's an invitation for each and every one of us, and sometimes that invitation is, is hard, especially with those who are in, uh, have been so afflicted, so violated through abuse or, or neglect or whatever it is. I, as I say this, I'm reminded that in shortly we, we will be beginning a, a process uh, that our diocese is inviting us towards with the revitalization, renewal of our Eucharistic amazement. It's an invitation that we will have to go out to the highways and byways, perhaps, to invite others in. So many, so many times, people just stop coming. Especially with COVID, it was very easy to find an excuse. Well, you know, I don't want to get COVID, and I'm not minimizing or, or anything like that. So we, we've had a lot of people throughout the diocese that have just stopped coming. We have some people, for whatever reason, after the first time or the second time, it becomes easier to miss the third time and the fourth time. And pretty soon, Sunday Mass is just not important. I hate saying it that way, but that is what it comes down to. And that we need to remind them that God loves them too, and we need to reach out to them, to love them, to invite them to come back, to experience a loving God who loves us so much. Because in the end, as I already said, we focus on human perfection in so many different ways, so many different means. If we asked our parents, what, is, what would it mean for your child to be perfect? How many would readily answer to live a life for God, to know God, to love God, to serve God, to be loving, to be forgiving? This is not a condemnation, but it's something that I, I think we all need to work on. I, I know in my own life I need to work on this. To call others to be who we are created to be 
as children of God, children of God who loves us no matter what. As already said so many times, there's nothing we can do that will make God love us less. Nothing. And that goes to those who may not know God's love or those who may not celebrate God's love on a frequent basis. Let us know that perfection lies in love, in forgiveness, in mercy, in seeking peace, in being holy.